0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schutt, budget appropriations reporter. And this week, we are going to be talking about a new forecast from the Congressional Budget Office that gets into how the pandemic is impacting gross domestic product or economic growth, unemployment, and the deficit. And the numbers are not particularly good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, since we've been doing this podcast the last several years, we've never had to talk about the R word recession, but it seems to be here now. Uh, And the the Congressional Budget Office is the latest suggestion that it's coming hard and fast. These numbers were were particularly dire. Uh, We haven't seen anything like this before. I mean, the the Congressional Budget Office, nonpartisan agency, the scorekeeper on Capitol Hill, is now predicting that economic growth or gross domestic product is going to contract this quarter at an annualized rate of nearly 40%. Now, that that would be the largest drop in a single quarter that we've ever seen since records began on this back in 1947. I mean, that's record territory that we're talking about. And then growth would pick up in the next quarter, but it's still going to be incredibly small. And they're now predicting that gross domestic product or economic output would finish the year about five and a half percent smaller than it is now. so this is this is by far the worst economic performance on record, according to the data that that the Bureau of Economic Analysis puts out. It's pretty tough,
1: yeah. And it looks like the numbers on unemployment were also pretty bad,
0: they are, yeah. and in fact, if anything, this probably might understate the unemployment. But, the Congressional Budget Office is predicting a 15% unemployment rate on average in the second and third quarters of this year. That's up from less than 4% in the first quarter, and that's because we've had nearly 27 million people go on unemployment since this pandemic began, and the and CBO says there's another 8 million people that are just exiting the labor force entirely. So by the third quarter of this year, they're projecting. Uh, A jobless rate of 16% in the months, those are the months that lead up to the presidential election. I mean, it's painful and that could have political repercussions here.
1: And so it sounds like one of the things that we've been hearing a lot from Trump administration officials and some lawmakers is that they really expect that once states start lifting these stay-at-home orders and people get a little bit more comfortable going out in public, maybe going out to restaurants or shopping or things like that. One thing that we've heard is that they expect the economy to bounce back. I think that's the the quote we've heard from Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin time and time and time again. But this CBO report doesn't make it sound like things are just going to sort of bounce back quickly. It sounds like This is something that they expect to to last for months, potentially into next year as well, right?
0: Yeah, that's what it looks like. We don't know. They are expecting a rebound, but we don't know how sharp a rebound will have or how long it'll take. Now, in the CPO report, they're saying the unemployment rate would go from the 16%. It would start going down to like 11.5% in the final quarter of this year. But you know, eleven and a half percent is still a huge unemployment rate. I mean, you know, even in this the Great Recession we had in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, jobless rate never hit more than ten percent. So, getting better in the pandemic is still worse than we had in the Great Recession of a decade ago.
1: Yeah, and one of the really interesting sort of sentences that I picked up on in this you know CBO blog post is that they said their projections incorporate an extension. Um, of social distancing across the country through about June. Um, But we don't necessarily know that these stay at home orders are going to be lifted in June. And we don't really think, I mean, it doesn't sound like all these summer vacations that people typically take are even going to be happening. You know, people, especially people with children probably don't want to get on an airplane or go to the beach if they're worried about you know, their kids coming, you know, too close to another person who might have COVID. So it seems like in the long run, some of these projections could be even worse.
0: That's right. Because there's so much uncertainty because we've never been through this before. So who knows how long social distancing will remain in effect. You know, we've had some protests that they want them lifted earlier. And then as you say, some people are too scared and they may, the social distancing may stay in place longer, and the shutdown may stay in place longer. And of course, the longer the shutdown, the worse the economic performance is. So it's really hard to say, and and that's that's what makes all of these forecasts, uh, you know, tricky territory to navigate here. This is the guess of CBO, but uh, it's I think it's a good gauge. Obviously, there's a lot of room for uncertainty, and the margin of error would be pretty huge the farther out you go. But I think it's a good gauge of the economic pain that we're facing, at least for the rest of this year.
1: And then another really interesting line from this blog post is that CBO wrote that the agency's projections also include the possibility of a reemergence of the pandemic and that to account for that possibility, social distancing is projected to continue, although to a lesser degree, through the first half of next year. So it sounds like the people at CBO um, don't expect this to just sort of ease up this summer. They really expect some of these social distancing orders to a certain degree to last into next year.
0: Which could be. And, you know, so I think they're trying to, to play this conservatively. That could be good news, actually, because if CBO is assuming that the shutdown or aspects of it linger into next year, then... It's a very conservative forecast here. So, in other words, if, it, if, it, if the shutdown eases earlier, the numbers will get better than what CBO is showing us now. So, that could be grounds for hope that maybe if it eases up, uh, it might not be as dire, quite as dire as CBO is forecasting.
1: And then CBO also gave new projections for the deficit, which they now expect to reach. Roughly 3.7 trillion during the current fiscal year, which ends at the end of September. And then they expect the deficit for the next fiscal year to be 2.1 trillion. Um, and those numbers are significantly higher um, than the previous, the March baseline projection, which put deficits at just over 1 trillion um, during this fiscal year and the next fiscal year. And so that is another really kind yeah. of fascinating yeah. number.
0: It's really stunning, Jen, because, I mean, CBO has now nearly quadrupled the size of the deficit it's expecting for this year. I mean, when have we ever seen that? I mean, that that shows how much is, that's the result, both of the economic shutdown and the avalanche of new federal spending we've seen, because Congress has now passed four different relief packages since last month, and those packages are supposed to add nearly $2.5 trillion to deficits in the coming decade. All that new spending, plus the economic shutdown with no revenue, means huge deficit changes here. I mean, that's probably close to unprecedented to have a nearly quadrupling of the deficit forecast in just the space of a few months, which shows you what a difference the pandemic makes. I mean, this deficit, they're saying, would be nearly 18% of GDP. So as the share of the economy, nearly 18% of the economy, we haven't seen that greater percentage since World War II.
1: Yeah. Well, in the $3.7 for the current fiscal year, that number assumes that there are no additional relief bills, which, of course, we know is not the case. We know that Congress is going to be doing another relief bill that could be at least a trillion dollars. And so that number is expected right. to rise as well. If these additional packages or the next package includes any type of long-term changes to tax rates that could impact out fiscal years as well by increasing that deficit then.
0: That's a good point. Jen. so, I mean, as scary as a $3.7 trillion deficit sounds like now, it's actually likely to be even higher because we know that a a new relief bill is is coming, if not two more, or three more relief bills. So we know it's going to get even worse than what they're showing right now. And we should say that's, starting to give Republicans some pause here and making them a little queasy about the next relief package. You saw Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority leader, start to want to pump the brakes on these relief bills and said last week that we need to start accounting for this rising red ink. And he wants to go more slowly on the next relief package. But that's going to be a tough sell uh, as this pandemic, as the, the pain of this pandemic takes hold.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really how slowly is slow in these times when there's a global pandemic and a massive swaths so of the economy are shut down, I think remains to be seen because one of the things we know is that this, this most recent aid package included additional funding for that Paycheck Protection Program, those forgivable small business right. loans that have been approved. Extremely popular, um, and we don't really know how how long that's going to last for. But it's projected right now that it could run out in about two weeks, and so that could put a sort of stopwatch on Congress. They could try to figure out the next package much faster than Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell might be projecting right now. If right. small businesses start having to declare bankruptcy in huge numbers.
0: Yeah. And in fact, some of the banks, I think, have been saying that, that this new loan money could run out in days, not weeks. And so there's enormous pressure on Congress to act quickly again. And plus, we have all those, the states running out of revenue, all the states in a lot of large cities and other local governments running out of revenue, screaming for help now, saying, where's our aid? And so there's pressure to deliver there, too. So we're talking about another huge package that's more than likely coming.
1: So a lot to keep track of in the coming weeks and months. Yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, we'll be watching it all. So that does it for us today, as gloomy as it is. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us an email. The address is CQPodcast at CQRollCall, one word, dot com. The CQ Budget Podcast is produced by CQ Rollcall. It's a leader in nonpartisan political and policy news and analysis for more than 70 years. CQ Roll Call is part of Fiscal Note, a global technology and media company. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker.
1: And I'm Jennifer Schnapp, budget and appropriations reporter.
0: And you can always stay up to date by subscribing to the CQ Budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, NPR One, or just Google the phrase CQ budget podcast, and we'll be back next week.